Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, so excited about this. This is going to be, I, I predict this is our best episode. I, this is just beyond <laughs> frightening that it's even on the list. Wait a minute. Is, is it true? This is going to be episode 52, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> our one year perfect. anniversary. No better topic for our annual, uh, you know, one year anniversary episode than good looking. I mean, yeah. the personification of our, the hosts of this podcast. It's just perfect. Just perfect. Are you looking at the same webcam I'm looking at? <laughs> Not seeing it, buddy. Uh, the, uh, maybe you. I mean, you got that whole Dale Earnhardt thing going. <laughs> We've already decided that I look like Vincini from The Princess Bride, who was the evildoer. So I look like every James Bond villain. No, what, wait a minute. What was it you used to say that uh, James Carvel? What was it? What was your line? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If, yeah. People look at me and they 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 think if if James Carvel. And Don Knotts could have had a kid. It would look exactly like me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm one hairless cat away from world domination. You know, I'm that ugly. So, and so I, I have to admit, when I was reading down the the universal list of leadership qualities that survived right. all these thousands of years, that the number three item was very not just good looking, very. <laughs> good looking very good so, looking so i had to look yeah. down and make sure i had my notes right very good looking it's, it's a it's universal a, leadership quality so yeah within reason to be fair it says within reason but right yeah. right right you, we noticed that fabio never became president <laughs> right <laughs> didn't happen you know george clooney not the prime minister of any country right. that i'm aware of right <laughs> yeah. So uh, please do enlighten me. Okay, okay so well, I'm I'm gonna I I, I I'm on purpose did not try to spill the beans on my thinking on this because I I predict we are gonna riff a far direction on this one that is gonna be really good, but um, yeah. So Plato, you know, writes the Republic. It's it's about studying morality and justice, and and one way he does that is he comes up with this fictitious Republic. And it's it's run by this philosopher king who perceives truth and is perfectly educated and um, is just the right leader, the head, and uh, the head has the heart, the guardians who are passionate and and uh, and courageous and uh, keep you know keep the the body on the straight and narrow and and the gut lets that happen instead of pursuing pleasure and running away from pain, the gut. Uh, the rabble of the city lets the the philosopher king and the guardians really run things, and uh, so so it's a it's an analogy of of the human, and yeah, the third characteristic of that philosopher king he needs to be very good looking. Now, my understanding is that good to uh, the Greeks was the same word for good looking. So, so morally good and good looking was the same word, and and there might have been something to that to them that they that they thought that. And if you read the Iliad, you know there's a scene where this guy who's like they describe him awful, like he's 
um, it, it's almost like he's got, uh, you know, something wrong with his legs and hunched over shoulders and he's got hair sticking up and he's the soldier who says, ah, you leaders, you know, you, you're, you're just in it for yourself and you're just here for the spoils of war. And, and Odysseus like berates him and, uh, grabs something and like crack, like, I mean, hits him hard to where he cries and bleeds and everybody cheers. Okay. So the ugly guy is also the guy who's wrong. You know, he's, 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 he's incorrect. He's, he's morally in the wrong here. And it's, and it's applauded in the Iliad that he gets his comeuppance. And in the Odyssey, Odysseus several times, it's, you know, there are these scenes where somebody says, I can tell you are of a noble family. I can tell you're, you're one of the elites. You're a good person. So, so they thought of it this way. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's a, I'm sure there's a part of both of us that says, oh, well, that's terrible. That's, you know, very superficial of you. Um, but how well, true is that? It, it is, you know, I, I think of, you know, that's maybe shallow or superficial, but I also think, you know, I'm also thinking my first thought was Darwinism, <laughs> right. right? So if I'm the deer with the, the coolest rack, yep. right, I'm, the, yep. I'm the, the, the ram with the coolest horns, I'm, yep. you know, I'm the silverback gorilla with the, you know, the broadest shoulders. Yep. I got a better chance of leading this thing and I got a better chance of, you know, people following me. Yep. If I have these, these physical, these shallow uh, characteristics. So yeah, that, that comes into play. Uh, uh, well, you know, we both have a, a friend and I'm, I'm going to use her first name. We have a friend, Christine and uh, Christine and I uh, were boarding a plane uh, and uh, we were talking about our experiences dealing with uh, clients and, um, you know, sort of getting access to the decision makers when we go into a company. And, um, and just out of nowhere, she says, uh, yeah, don't, don't truckers bother you the way they, they always honk? I said, do, do what now, Chris? Now, I should describe Chris is a, Christine is a statuesque blonde, a beautiful woman. And uh, she said, yeah, every time they pass me, they're always honk, honk. And the businessman in front of us turned around and gave her the most skeptical, you've got to be kidding me, incredulous look you've ever seen. And to this day, Christine, if you're listening, honk, honk. That's what I say when I see Christine, because she didn't realize that doors were opening for her, whether she liked it or not, that were not accessible to you and I. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Chris has traits the superficial male would find attractive. <laughs> Yes, she does. And I have and a been, lot of depth behind that, right? That, that's yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah, cool yeah. She's brilliant. She's a great coach. And I had the terrible misfortune to, you know, <laughs> inherit one of her previous did. clients. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So she got transferred and I took over one of her businesses. And I walked in and the first thing the manager said was, who did we piss off? <laughs> like, what do you mean? They said, well, we used to have... Christy Brinkley, <laughs> now we have you. You. <laughs> you know, and so later it was, you know, like a year later and, and Chris asked me, she goes, she goes, how's it going with those guys? I said, well, it's going pretty good. She goes, the, the hour and a half lunches just destroyed all the productivity. <laughs> Every visit, hour and a half lunch, offsite. And yeah. I'm like, they haven't given me a packet of orange crackers. <laughs> like I, a, a, a thimble of water right you know getting access yep 
unfettered access to chief decision makers for an hour and a half. Yep. Golden, right. you know, and yeah, she couldn't get it to stop. <laughs> and, and, you know, none of that matters, obviously, if there isn't some depth behind the, you know, the, uh, the beauty, uh, the, the, the very good looking qualities uh, to follow up on that access and, and do something for that client. I mean, let's go ahead and, you know, state that. Mm -hmm. And frankly, uh, there's going to be some liabilities that come with it as well, right? You know, do they take mm -hmm. Christine seriously? And of course, Chris, they did, because um, once she started talking, <laughs> you know, she was a, she was um, a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she was the, she was the velvet glove in the yes. iron fist. Yes, 100%. <laughs> you had no idea you're about to get hit between the eyes with yeah. some truth. <laughs> so, so good that she was eventually hired away by one of those clients. They were like, we have to have her full time. Mm -hmm. you know? um, so, so, so there, there's that side of it. I look at it from the flip side. You know, I didn't have the very good looking qualities. You might notice I'm somewhat plain. And uh, on top of that, I was very young and I, and I was young looking. I was scrawny. And so, so when I started, you know, Mike, when you and I met and we were calling on car dealerships for General Motors back in the day, I looked like I was 15. You all told me that all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I realized I have to wear sport coats. I have to. I have to do something to make me look like I'm a grown up. I have to make my shoulders a little broader with some shoulder pads on the sport coat. And I have to come in looking like I am a professional. Um, so, so the, and that worked, that did work. Although it did backfire at one point because I wasn't smart enough to think about how I was looking. And I wore a tweed jacket in August and uh, this, uh, owner of a Cadillac store just sort of saw me coming sweating and he said what are you doing you know it's like I lost all credibility with him at that point the optics are important I, I guess that's what I'm saying is the optics are, really are important for um, for how you are perceived mm -hmm. oh definitely I had the the great misfortune or honor to travel with someone on a, on a national level and we would go to these conferences and the person I was traveling with was 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 the textbook level of cultural attractiveness you know mm. he had blonde hair blue eyes the the military marine jaw squared off with the dimple yeah, yeah. you know he just he's just absolutely perfect and so we would walk into this room full of people the, the night before the conference was to start and and he would immediately be pulled into groups right <laughs> they'd immediately go oh, who are you come talk to us what are you doing here i haven't seen you before and i would stand around right i'd walk near a group you know, absolutely nothing. And one of the hallmarks of this organization was that it was warm and welcoming, mm. right? That was one of their big values. And so, yeah. and so the next morning when the, the conference would begin and they'd announce the trainers, right, for the session, you know, for the weekend, and they would introduce this guy, he'd come up and they'd like, ah, that would go wild. Yeah, that's the guy we talked to last night. That was yeah, he oh he's the best, right? And then they'd introduce me and I'd run up and they'd all go, Oh, oh. <laughs> that's the guy we ignored that we didn't that's talk funny. to oh, because he, he didn't have those traits. And it was interesting once yeah. I'd have the opportunity to demonstrate, you know, the what the value that I could provide, right. then everybody wanted to talk to you. Right. But right. you didn't get, and that's what I always tell the culturally attractive people, you get the initial 30 seconds for free 
people That's want great. to initially talk to you. Yeah. You have to say something worthwhile in that initial free time. Yeah. In order to extend the conversation and to, and to lead or train or whatever it is that you're going to do. In my case, I had to demonstrate value before I could get that attention. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, I said, I said, both of us have to bring value. You just have your, your introduction piece is so much easier than mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's one other thing I think about this, um, which is, you know, we're, we're in each other's landscape viewscape, you know, so, so there is a, a level of, you know, you, maybe you're not attractive and you don't get the 30 seconds, but, um, I have to look at you, <laughs> you know, I have to look at you. And so are, are you put together in a way, and, you know, I'm not trying to talk about finishing school and, and, you know, dressing in a preppy style. That That's not my point. You know, we, I guess we could talk about tattoos and piercings, but I, I don't think that's the point. I, I think the idea is, have you, have you done something to yourself where you have um, groomed your appearance in a way that lets me know you know that I have to look at you and I think some people are going to really wrestle with what I just said and it's really going to rub them the wrong way um, but I, I I think that's really true I'll give you an example for me um, you know I, I had uh, I was a little bit older and it was another uh, uh, an, another client in another situation I was I was starting to dress you know um, a little better but um, you know, I, I was older and I was, I was relying more on my skill level, I guess, you know, and, um, and then it happened. I I'm, I'm with this client. Um, the owner of the business was a millionaire many times over. And, uh, he had known me for uh, about a year. And, uh, when he saw me that day, he walked up to me and, you know, the folks at home that can't see this won't appreciate it, but he, but he shook my hand and said, Hey, Mark. And he, all, all he did was just look up and down and then just kind of, and, and he just sort of breathed and we kept on going with the conversation, but I immediately knew that. And I, and I sort of looked at myself that night and I was like, yeah, that doesn't totally work the tie with the shirt, with the pants. And I just didn't look, I didn't look put together. I was noise in his system. And it was preventing him from getting the value that he needed from me. Now, was that the time for me to give him a lecture about, you know, um, hey, you need to look beyond the exterior and, and look at the, no, no. I was serving him and part of serving him was coming at him in a way that nothing, nothing in my appearance was off-putting to him or noise in his system that got in the way of him getting value out of me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so fascinating because that was always my goal uh, when, I, when I chose what to wear, you know, when, when working with people was, I know I'm never going to look great, but my goal is to not have anything be distracting. Yeah, right. There, there's the word, distracting. Right, right. I fit, I fit in this thing and, and, and yeah. the value that I bring, if I bring value, will be what separates me. It won't yeah. be my my striking appearance or, or anything that would would make it be make it harder for people to appreciate the value that yeah. I'm bringing. Yeah. And that, so that's great. So, so that and then I had a case where where I was working with a with a with a local client and but they were owned by a big corporation. And and I was doing the dark suit, white shirt, tie, you know, I was bringing my A business game. 
and finally the same thing the owner pulled me aside and, and he says listen uh, you can't wear this to the store anymore mm. like what do you mean he, he, he goes the only other people who show up here oh. dressed in dark suits white shirts and ties are corporate and they only show up to fire somebody yep so every time somebody catches a glimpse of you out of the corner of their eye they yep. grab a box and start putting their stuff in it yep he says yep. it's very unnerving. He says if you'll go with a, a dark colored shirt, blazer, right? But yeah. you can't dress like this anymore. It scares us. You know, that's fascinating because I I actually had a janitor. I I, I uh, it was at a car dealership in in the country. I mean, just out there in in Appalachia, and uh, had a chance to talk with him one on one, just informally, and just all of a sudden he sort of looked up. He said, you know. Uh, you're kind of intimidating. And, 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 you know, here he is in a do rag and, and, you know, jeans and a, you know, cut off t-shirt and, you know, here I am overdressed for the area. Right. So very good looking in our context is going to be a little bit in the eye of the beholder. And again, it's a, it's just what, I love your word distraction. I think that's, that's sort of what we're talking about here. And, mm -hmm. and you're being intentional about how you show up visually. To these right people. right so yeah no matter what i wear it's clean it's pressed the shoes are shined right the, the, the belt is on right you know right. just 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 the basics just so it doesn't take away from anything that yeah. i'm doing yeah. Yeah. i don't that. i don't expect it to add but i don't want it to to take away well i, yeah. I think I, that's that's just uh you know do no harm is is what guys like you and me that that's about as good as we can get so that that makes sense i appreciate that right no, I think that that's perfect. And you you know who is a snappy dresser? It's our <laughs> sure announcer. I know you guys haven't seen him, but take my word for it. This is a ZZ Top sharp dress man. So, guy. <laughs> so now that we've complimented him, let's see if he compliments us. And that, I guess, is that. It doesn't take a genius. No rights reserved, nothing trademarked, copyrighted, or even original. Feel free to give it to anyone, anytime, using any and all media formats. Warning, Mark and Mike may or may not make another one. I'm your announcer, and I did not get paid a nickel to do this. They won't even let me tell you my name. So, until next time, if there is a next time, stay safe, be well.